Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five the Podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts, Courtney, Mia, and Jay, dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. If they don't, feel free to yell at your speakers, or you could just tweet at them with your choices, like an adult. Now let's join the gang as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but really, at this point, that's your fault. And now, on with the show. None of that was on beat. I'm sorry. It was all high five. High five. High five. Should we high five? High five. High five. High five. High five. High five, son. Woo! High five. Don't let me hang it. That was actually uh, in sync on my end, so. That was pretty on sync. That was good. Uh, bye, bye, bye. Um, I will say that's probably the best intro we've ever done. Uh, we I might agree. Win, we might win a Grammy. We will probably. Intro. We could have earned it. Can pod- you know what? Dick in a box win a Grammy. Grammy. We'll win a Grammy. Can podcasts win Grammys? What do podcasts yeah, win? I think they do. The Oscars? They do podcasts win Oscars? I think they can win Grammys. I think I, I feel like I've heard something like I, I think like Mark Maron or someone won a grant. I don't know. Great. Maybe, maybe, We're maybe on our way. Can do a, a yeah. podcast award show. We should high, have high, high five colon the E got. Yes, E got <laughs> e, e got it. <laughs> <laughs> he got COVID. Don't use that one. No, um, don't you curse Lin Manuel Miranda like that? Or probably, no. I don't know. No, or, uh, uh, Whoopi. who else is Whoopi. E- Whoopi's E Godded? Who else is like Anna Kendrick? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I know one person who's E Godded is the dude Carlos, what's his name, who wrote all the songs for Frozen. Um, Carlos Make- and whatever his his wife's name, I think they both have egotted because they because of the that movie. And well, Frozen won them like the Oscars. They have they've written for television. They've written yeah. for Broadway. Um, so they've um, egotted all over the place. I think they double egotted. Honestly, they just egot all over the city. Um, isn't a uh, Lady Gaga probably an egotter as well or close to it? She may be close. I don't. Has she won a Tony? I think I feel like she's I feel like she probably has or I'm thinking she's up there and I think um Francis our, our BFF Fran Fran has a triple crown of acting I believe. Oh yeah, that's true. So she, she so does. I think she's close. If she like just goes to Broadway, she'll probably oh. get uh, she'll I'll tell you whatever they're doing. I haven't seen uh Courtney, you've seen uh Tragedy of Macbeth, oh, haven't you? Is she God, just yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Is she just her and Denzel? Like, look, they use yeah. the original text from Shakespeare. So I had a little oh. bit of a hard time following it, but like still like like watching I'm gonna it in the movie. Little, I'm gonna have a nerd boner. You're gonna you're you're gonna have a, such a huge nerd boner because I was like, and the emotion you felt like like, even if you didn't fully understand what they were talking about, because there are a few times where I'm just like, maybe I'm not that smart. I don't know. I read Shakespeare <laughs> in high school and college, but I, was I have like, Shakespeare tattooed on my body. Oh. You, you love him. 
You, you love, love, him. love him. You love Bill. I do. Oh my God, Jay loves Bill. Me and, me and Bill are like this. Me and Billy Bill. Yeah. Bill, Billy Bill shakes, shakes is what I. Me and Billy uh, shakes as I call yeah. him. Is that uh, the thing we, he accounts for like what, like uh, some percentage of the English language at this point. Like the like, there, isn't there something like that? Some statistics. It's not quite as many people as like Genghis Khan is related to, but yeah, he, there's a <laughs> yeah. percentage of like there's a percentage of words that Shakespeare is a hundred percent responsible for yeah. in our language. Yeah, and it's something. It's more than you would think. It's whatever it you think it is in your head. Like like right now, listeners, if you're driving on the interstate, stop. <laughs> And think of a number of how what percentage of our mm -hmm. words that Shakespeare created, and whatever percentage you think of, it's higher than whatever higher. that is. Because I don't really, know what it is, but it's higher than what you think. Even from Macbeth, like something wicked this way comes, you don't think immediately, oh Shakespeare, because there's so many been so many other things that have used that term mm -hmm. outside of like that poem. Um, Colloquialisms, like, you know, words. He used to make up yeah. words to make his his uh, his things rhyme, and then mm -hmm. those words yeah. just became. They did because they were so good and just worked. Yeah, because so well. they made sense. You, they even, did. Even in the way he wrote, they still made sense. Yeah. You still somehow understood. What they he was because to. he was, was lyrical in the way that he. Yes. Well, I mean, he wrote in. He wrote in lyric. That's not yeah. like yes. a, a surprise. I know. Um, I somewhere yeah. I have the complete works of William Shakespeare in my house somewhere, and I need to revisit that because I haven't looked at that since like probably high school or college, like I said. But like. Yeah. We should do a top five William Shakespeare adaptation. That would be that would be fun. I uh, will put that on the list because there are so many. There are so many that have not been like, like you don't even realize are Shakespeare related. Mm -hmm. Honestly, what would be fun? The Lion like, King. Maybe... Yeah, that's true. Hamlet. Uh, that that would be fun to do. Maybe one where we do straight adaptations and the mm -hmm. ones like that should be done or like the ones that yeah. you wouldn't be you would be surprised that are shakespeare oh my god yeah like 10 things i hate about Fun. you and like yeah she's the man you would not know it was mm -hmm. exactly. sorry to like spoil the whole episode that we're gonna do but i'm like yeah here are no. all the shakespeare adaptations and then mia mia also had a good idea what are you gonna say mia I would really so there's a thing that i do with my best friend oc where we recast things um, but I would really, really love it if we could cast, not recast, cast one of Shakespeare's plays. I would love that. Yes. Holy could shit. Could we do, and we should do one that's not done a lot, like yes. The Tempest. Yes, The Tempest, please. that'd be good. That'd be a good one. That's what I have tattooed on me. I like The Tempest. Oh, oh then we will do that one. Then we will Let's do, do that. it. Let's so, do it. Uh, well, that. I love it. But honestly, seamless segue. You know who's also <laughs> lyrical? You know who and also British? writes like a motherfucker and is also British? <laughs> Edgar Wright. Right. That's Edgar Wright can write. Right. That's right. right. Edgar Wright. I Not okay. Left. We've wanted to do. We've wanted to do this episode for a while. I think Courtney, you we were referenced it. We've been thinking about this for a for a tick. Uh, we're yeah. do, we're talking about it now because it's award season. Uh, this episode's mm -hmm. going to come out probably around the Oscars or right thereabouts. Uh, and yes. so his movie, the last night and so, or last night in Soho is mm -hmm. getting a lot of attention currently. As, and it, should. So, as it should. As it should. And quite frankly, uh, we're all just really big fans of the guy. Uh, I have been a fan of his for a long, long time. Uh, and I know that uh, 
that Mia, you said you binged a handful of his movies recently, so you're a, a newer you're a newer fan. And Courtney, I sneak I sneaked on Facebook a little bit for you. You were watching some of his movies today. I was. I needed to refresh on just one in particular that I hadn't seen, that I have revered for years, but I haven't uh, watched in a like probably over a decade. Um, I gotcha. You know, because uh, I and like there's, I realized there's a few of his I have not seen. Turns out, but I wanted I to, to only re- more. But I wanted to revisit the ones that I knew like that would fill like the five and then some. In that, like, I, so, like, I didn't go on anything new per se, but like, just ones that like have stuck with me since like my younger years, you know. I gotcha. I yeah, no, I like that. Mia, the nostalgia uh, factor. What did what did it look like for you? Were you like watching a handful in a row, or were you like, oh, I saw that one, I saw that one, I saw that one? No, it was it was it was more that I was surprised I saw enough. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair. Like, is, if that if that makes sense, because um, I did see I did see last night in Soho, and mm-hmm. right before I did is when you guys informed me he was the director of that movie, yep. and then I went and looked him up after I watched it because I knew that this episode was going to happen. So oh, yeah. I was like, well, uh, what else it is? So I saw, and I was like, "Oh, I!" It was like the music thing that we were talking about. Yeah, that, where uh, you oh, the hear other- the yeah. yes, where you hear the person, and you're like, "Oh man, I don't know anything oh. by them." Then you hear all the songs, you're like, "Oh, I know this." It was yeah. Exactly Turns out I'm an Edgar Wright fan. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah exactly God. what happened to me. <laughs> I love that. I you too. I I we um and just like one of the things, just because it's timely right now, but like one of the things that I had to do recently because I'm a part here in town of the Music City Film Critics Association nice. is we had to submit all of our nominations for, you know, best movie and best cinematography mm-hmm. and directing. And I had, I ended up having last night in Soho on so many more of my nominations than I, I thought that. I was going to have like things like cinematography and yeah. screenwriting and like directing sound and editing yeah. and editing oh, wow. specifically was when I was like, yeah. I kind of need to put last night in Soho on this. Um, I'm, I'm really happy. It's like just, just a quick little note here about some of our nominations because uh, power of the dog ended up getting like 10 nominations from the whole like uh music city film critics association which is that's fair the (laughs) highest any uh any single movie like that and especially a single movie directed by a female director Mm -hmm. has gotten in a single go in a long time so that's amazing from 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 us so it was this was a fun year um Mm -hmm. but last night in soho definitely is on my list and so i've been thinking a lot about edgar wright Uh, i've been thinking probably too much uh, about no Edgar Wright. No uh, such thing. But I am so happy to talk with both of you about Edgar Wright. But before we do that, we got to go into the chat room. And Mia, yes. I need a chat room theme song. Chat, 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 chat. It's the chat room. Nice. Chat is that. That's a chat. That is a chat room theme song if I've ever heard um. one. Well, I love it. I do too. I do have a question for you guys. I've been thinking about this. Um, Yes. So, like, um, is it so, you know, like Edgar Wright, like a lot of these, like him and a lot of other directors around that same time, like him, Wes Anderson, you know, a lot of those guys became uh, considered auteurs because they established established their very specific style in like the late 90s, early aughts. Um, 
or early 2000s, 2000s, I should say. Um, do you think for directors now, is it hard for them to become and be considered an auteur because of so many options for streaming and whatnot? And also, who do you think is going to be like another Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, another like Stanley Kubrick, whatever, Ooh. you know? Because I've been thinking about that a lot where I'm like watching his movies, like there's such a specific, there's so specificity to Edgar Wright's movies uh-huh. with the music, the editing, all of that, that like, would that totally fly today if it came out? If like, if say, Shaun of the Dead came out today, like, would that kill? Because like, you know, we have zombie movies aplenty, or like, whatever, you know, right. with that, you know what I mean? That's well, okay. First off, fantastic question. Um, <laughs> I have. I was also thinking, you know, like Edgar Wright's style when I was yeah. coming into this, because to your point, he does have a very distinct style i don't know yeah. if it's given if it's been given a name like edgarian style but right, right, right. You know, there is it's music related it's always music related mm-hmm. um he enjoys close-ups quite a bit and the good like a good quick zoom but mainly it's those quick crop and quick action editing pieces about right. mundane activities he yeah does that in almost every film that mm-hmm. he does and if he's layering that with witty dialogue and music you can kind of guarantee you're in some sort of edgar wright land he he also um, has a i'm oh, sorry go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off oh no i was just gonna i was gonna uh i was gonna answer your next the oh next yeah please answer that i, I just on. love to talk i love to fucking talk i'm sorry that's what this is. That's what. Have you heard a podcast? That's what these do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why you said, like, one. <laughs> can an auteur like come mm-hmm. out today? Yeah. I really. It will depend very much on who's behind the camera, but I do think it can happen. I think of people like Robert Eggers. Yeah. I Ooh. think he has a very yeah. distinct style where he takes very, you know emotionally driven stories very Mm -hmm. uh, isolation and historically driven stories and then is you know portraying the human side and kind of the crazy side and some of that he has a very distinct style and then um and oh crap i am forgetting his name right now but the guy who directed uh hereditary and oh um, yeah 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 in uh midsummer right midsummer yeah i I think he is someone who has a style that mm-hmm. when they come in and direct a horror movie. And I really do think like it takes a special type of person behind mm-hmm. the camera to be Ari able Aster. To do- Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Thank oh, you. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm on board for whatever he does in the future. Like I think yeah. he has a very distinct style. And, um, and a very distinct tone that he brings. I feel so bad. I didn't even think of this person when I was asking this question, but fucking Jordan Peele. Yeah. Oh, that's who yeah. I was going to bring up God. two people. And I was thinking He's Jordan like the, uh, well. the socio-political uh, horror or the oh socio-cultural horror. And that's something that and we haven't really... Nailed. Until Get Out, and even like you see parts of Key and Peel where he was doing that mm-hmm. too, like their sketches. Like, yep. until Get Out came out, it's like, oh yeah, like this is like, it's a little bit Stephen Kingish, where it's like in it, mm-hmm. where it's like the clown is supposed to be the the villain, but really it's everybody in the small town and like all the it, bullshit that happens there. It's kind of that similar vibe, but yet elevated and with more uh, socioeconomical and racial uh, uh, factors in it, you know. So. It's like Candyman being done right in every single uh, yes over yes. and over and over again. Yes. Um. So um, I mean, but it, it's hard though. It's hard to nail that style. And I think uh-oh. you know people who have 
that thought process of, you know, I'm going to bring myself. Wes Anderson obviously brings himself to yeah. every movie. That Paul he's Thomas a part Anderson. Of. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson does the same thing. Um, right. I mean, Simon in Baker. My mind, yep. <laughs> In my Sorry. mind, you can watch a movie and see and be like, oh, this is a Simon Baker movie. Like this right. feels like, you know, the Florida Project. This feels like tangerine, you know, that type whatever. of yeah. tangerine. Yeah, like the day in the life. Of, mm -hmm. um, and so, man, yeah, I and I think Edgar Wright definitely falls into that. It's a tough hurdle to get, especially nowadays with all the streaming and all mm -hmm. the we are getting so many cookie cutter. Just, hey, repeat the process. Make a red it notice. Is. Or right. make a jungle cruise or rent yeah. and repeat. Um, right. You know, so it's tough. It's tough to stand it out. It is. Mia, did you have any thoughts on this too? Yes. Yes. Yay. Let's hear them. <laughs> I think uh, another. So I was going to bring up Jordan Peele because his, he, it's like he has his own, own genre. He um, does. Yeah. He, he just works so hard at it and um, attacking, Peelinese. attacking. Tr truly uh yes uh I, attacking aspects of entertainment that most people don't like are too scared to get mm -hmm. into i think i think that's a big risk and he took it and went with it and did it great and continues to do great with it um so i think several things one is that there's a fearlessness required yeah. You have to be fearless and taking steps yeah. into it because un unfortunately a lot of the stuff that's left is a lot of the, a lot of things that are provocative in nature N and not mm. just like mm -hmm. sexually provocative or anything, but mentally provocative, socially uh -huh. provocative right. things that, that people don't want to discuss, don't want to come to terms mm -hmm. with. Um, and I think, I think Jordan Peele, I, I feel so weird just saying Jordan because I know Jordan's our buddy Jordan in, in my life. Like, uh, yeah, that's too, that's super like, you know, there's certain, I would never call Brad Pitt, Brad. I would have to really? say Brad Pitt. I no, Oh my God. I would <laughs> even, feel so Even like when you're making out with him, you're like, Oh, thank Brad you so Pitt. much. Oh Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Thank Brad Pitt. No, there's no way. Thank you for kissing me, Brad. I could not, I would have to. <laughs> Steve Holt. <laughs> I would have to. I would have to call him his full name. Um, and the other, the other director that I had thought of is Denis. He's on the yeah. other yeah. side. Yes. yes. He's yes. a yes. 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 a. Gosh. He's a visionary. If you can imagine, author. yeah, like a visionary artist that who who lives in the fine lines and in the big picture. Yeah. He is an yeah. all encompassing director, and not mm. a lot of people can be an all encompassing director. They cannot. Mm do uh all the little like you like you could rewatch mm -hmm. all of his movies and still pick up things years later there are some moments that directors have where you can do that there's uh -huh. some moments that writers have that you can do that mm -hmm. but not everybody does that often enough let alone all the time and Denis does that I, yeah um, i think that's oh, such that's a good interesting choice point and i think that's such an interesting aspect of every director who has a style that you can connect with is that mm -hmm. there's a rewatchability to it. And mm -hmm. there are things sure. you can go back to and know, because there I'll tell you, there are movies on my list today that mm -hmm. because of the, their height on my list is mm -hmm. essentially rewatchability and the mm -hmm. amount of things I can find new each time that I watch it to enjoy. Right. And that also in my mind is the mark of a great director who has a style. Yeah. Um, 
Although that also leads me to another question that I do have, and it, yeah. it it is related to that because it's taking the idea of these visionary directors and kind of putting them into these boxes. And I'm thinking specifically of Edgar Wright and his fallout with Marvel. Essentially, oh, oh my his God, fallout? yeah, yeah, Ant Man. What he happened? Was to direct Ant Man. He wrote Ant Man. He, he co-wrote he it. He wrote Ant Man. The movie Ant-Man with Paul Rudd, he mm-hmm. co-wrote that and directed a, a bit of it. A version of and, that. Yeah. And then he had a falling out with Marvel because they were like, you have to put all these Easter eggs and you have to include all these story beats in it. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. And so he just left the project yeah. and Peyton Reed came in and just took over. But there mm-hmm. are still scenes that Edgar Wright like directed that are oh, in yeah. the movie. That are, you I mean, can totally so tell. <laughs> yeah, you can. And I think Edgar Wright was such a perfect uh, choice for Ant Man in that the humor, Paul Rudd mm-hmm. as a leading man in an Edgar Wright movie would have been just, oh my God, to see a full version of that would have been just a, such a treat. Um, yeah, I, that is interesting. My, my, I have a guess, and I don't think this has ever been stated, but I have a, a stark theory that the whole briefcase scene was Edgar Wright. Like the fight yeah. when they're small in their briefcase mm-hmm. and they're hitting the yeah, iPod it's so and funny. it's turning yes. the music yeah. on and off. That fe- that has Edgar Wright written all over it, in my opinion. I agree. All and so it. if they're yeah. if I don't know if they've announced or released what parts that he filmed that the are Edgar in there, Kite. if anything. Yeah. But I I've got a sneaking suspicion in my soul. <laughs> Part of it. Even with like at the end of Ant Man where they're like on the Thomas the the train uh mm-hmm. train track. Oh my god, it's so funny where he just yep. falls over. That's such yeah. an Edgar Wright move too. Where I, I I don't know if it's confirmed, but I'm like yeah, like yeah. watching that after hearing like oh Edgar Wright, you know Scott Pilgrim, yeah. Shaun of the Dead, whatever. I'm like yeah, that that kind of dry like goofy humor and like very yep. meta humor. Yeah. I have one last so, thing to to add yeah. into it. Um, I think in order to be at the forefront and create a signature, it sounds obvious that you would need a sense of authenticity, right? A self-authenticity, not not one that you're trying to find a voice in the world, but a voice in yourself that you are and you're just going to let that flow. Um, I also think that it's. I'm trying to figure out how how to phrase. I was like sitting here this whole time trying to think of of (laughs) how to to phrase it. But <clears throat> the people who create the best stories in, are inspired and inspired. They do not copy. There's no like, I, I, I cannot believe in someone who has a favorite director who is also a director. I yeah. cannot believe in that person only because I know you're going to pull from your favorite director. You it's can like, have. Oh, I only watch Spielberg movies. Like, well, right. then I bet I know what your movies are going to look exactly, like. Exactly, exactly. And, and there's instances, of course, where someone does have a favorite, and their work looks nothing like that. They have a favorite, and they're like, "Well, that's because they can sure. do this, and I can't do this." I respect that. And I mean, I would respect the person who's copying other people too, I guess, in their own way. But well, one of the, um, yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Well, that's his whole deal. Is like he he steals from other other genres and their directors, and then makes it his own. And he's talked very openly. He's yeah. talked very openly about that and it works. So 
Anyway. Well, one thing that I appreciate about Edgar Wright specifically is that he likes to dip his toe into some of those genres mm-hmm. while still keeping the core of his own style. Yeah. His yeah. own style. Like he's like, oh, well, I'm going to dip my toe into like an action thriller or a horror movie. Or, you know, I've always wanted to make a movie that reminded me of Suspiria. So I'm going to make a, you know, last right. night. So, but it's still going to be like music centered and have quick guts. It's going to be a me movie. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think he does that really, really well. And I'm, <clears throat> I, I'm excited to dive in and kind of see where you all landed on your list because I have a feeling that my list may some aspects of it may be surprising to some people. So, hmm. um, are, are you ladies ready to? to I'm end so the right ready. List? I'm so ready. I'm so oh. ready. I'm so Let's. rightly, so Let's. rightly ready. Courtney, I am going to start with you because I know you're super eager to go, but I do have an, I do have an honorable mention to kind of set the tone for the caliber of list we're talking because my honorable mention is baby driver. Whoa. Exactly. And that may, that may, that may starting us off. That's why I'm saying that's why I'm saying the caliber is top notch here. And I'll explain why the first 25 minutes of baby driver might be the best thing that Edgar Wright has ever made. Perfect movie. Yeah. It might. After that first 25 minutes, I really couldn't tell you a thing about what happens with that movie. And (laughs) it, and and it's a Herculean task to base a two hour and forty mo- minute movie around Ansel Elgort. Um, and if anybody I can agree. do it, if anybody can do it, it's Edgar Wright. But even that one, like I, I that one is a good, fun thriller movie, but it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like an Edgar Wright movie after the first twenty minutes. And I so see. that for me is why it was my honorable mention because I really am thinking of the movies that when I watch them, it is. I am watching an Edgar Wright movie. And right. if, honestly, if the credits had rolled at the 25 minute mark, when they get away <laughs> after that first car chase, yeah. probably number one, it probably is the number one, the yeah. opening credits sequence. And that first car chase might be the best thing that were on cinema that year, but the rest of that movie, not as much. I get me. it. No, I get okay. it. Okay. Um, I think we, we respect it. We respect it. I but I, I know it's going to be on. I know it's going to be on almost everybody else's list. Obviously, on the planet, our which is why I'm starting with it. Yes, that's yeah. why I started with it because I know I'm an oddball in that one. So I, I wanted I think, to get it out of the way early. <laughs> no, that you just like soften the blow. Like I mean, way to like exactly. come out of the gate with like no pressure. My honorable, I'll, and I'll start too with an. I mean, well, my honorable mention, and then I'll give my number five if Mia doesn't mm-hmm. have an honorable mention. Uh, my I do honorable, not. My honorable mention has already been mentioned, and it is Ant Man. It's just like oh, nice. I, it's I so fun. Like, just he, he co-wrote it, and like I would have also. I, I, this is like my fatal flaw with like <laughs> friendships, people I date, whatever. I see the mm-hmm. potential, and that's like not. You should mm-hmm. see. You should accept things at face value, and that's like something I'm working on with my therapist. I, Thank you. Honestly, um, I, here's here's the thing that I'll tell you guys. Uh, Q knows this because we it used to run into this all the time on the on the on the episodes and we you we will all run into it as well 
I get weirdly mad at movies if they are almost good. Yeah. And not. Like if a movie is yes. almost good and it and it just isn't, I get more <laughs> mad at it than if it just like fucking sucks. I know. Like if it just like whiffs, I'm just like, that's eh, a bad movie, whatever. But if it's almost good, I'm like, this fucking stupid movie. It should have <laughs> been good. It had this, it had this, it had this, and it had everything, but then there's a but so you know, I'm I'm Courtney, I am right there with there's I mean that's just what it is too, where it's like I loved Ant Man. I thought it was so refreshing to have to appear like having Paul Rudd as the lead, having like a more comedy based movie versus a like action Marvel heist, movie, a heist Marvel movie with like a lot of comedy versus just like the you know the drama. The, yeah, the drama, mm-hmm. but with some comedy in there where it sometimes helped misplaced, whatever. <laughs> Maybe that Jade, I don't care. Um, Marvel hire me, I don't care. But like, um, you know, but you, you, like where Ant Man felt very refreshing. Where like I don't remember yeah. in the timeline of when that and Guardians came out, but I think maybe it was very close in timeline. Um, I think so, but I, I just, um, I and I would have loved to have seen Paul Rudd in an Edgar Wright movie because I think that that the, that dry kind of goofy sense of humor, the two of them. I mean, it's a collaboration. Would have been well. Beautiful. Paul Rudd doesn't age, and Edgar Wright's still making movies. So, so I think possible. there's a chance Edgar Wright I'll, also looks super young. So there are there are a lot baby. more flavors of uh, Coronado ice cream. So that's true. Thirty uh, uh, Baskin Robbins doesn't mess yeah. around, <laughs> or whatever that quote no. is from Ant Man. Like, you, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, my yeah. number five, my number five is uh, has also already been mentioned, and my number five is Baby Driver. It's nice. It, I, I understand Nia's it. Just like, like I so said. pissed. I I I'm not pissed, but I'm just like. <laughs> Because, well, there's a lot that works so okay. well about that movie, so it is surprise. Like I said, I get it. I get I think the shot. For me, it 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 is like and like um, it's interesting <laughs> to see Edgar Wright take like his um. Sorry, I've like li- literally caused everyone's illness just through that. <laughs> like everyone's coughing. So sorry, baby driver. <laughs> sorry, um, that's gonna really cause a lot of popping peas, and I apologize for that, editor. Probably Drew. Probably Q. I apologize. Uh huh. Um, Sorry, Drew. Shout out to my buddies. Um, uh, but I think um, Baby Driver was my number five because it, and it was so it won the origin story of it. it was based off of that song Bell Bottoms, which is played in the first part of the movie. Um, and Edgar Wright based a whole movie off of that feeling and that like yep. all that vibe of that song. So I thought that was interesting, but also gave it made it a little more shallow in my opinion. Where it, like mm. it was style, it was stylish, but it didn't have. All of the substance that I wanted, but and also like I think maybe Ansel Elgort isn't like my favorite leading man, so I think there was a part of that where I was just like, I, a little, I still think he's underutilized. He looks like he has bad breath. I'm just gonna put that out there. He might. Um, but John Hamm was great. Eliza Gonzalez is great, even though she dated mm. my husband Timothy Chalamet for a brief bit or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, what? They dated. We'll discuss for, like, that later. We'll discuss we'll that like <laughs> I know we're all we're all upset about it. I understand. I get it. We're all mad. I hate it. That's, I hate it. That's. But, I mean, that's that. I think that's a good choice. It's a, like I said, it was my honorable mention. It was definitely yeah. one that he 
has a lot of praise for, and rightly so. Again, the first 20 minutes of that movie are so good. spectacular. And seeing that movie in theaters was like oh. thrilling. Oh my God, with the music and the chase scenes. Like, I remember distinctly asking, taking a poll on Facebook, what movie should I see in theaters? It was The Big Sick with Camille Nanjiani's movie mm-hmm. or Baby Driver, because I only had the time to see one or the other. And everyone was like, both are amazing. But if you have a chance to see it in theaters, see Baby Driver. And it was yeah. such a good choice. Yeah, for theater, that, that's the, a theater theatrical. Movie. That's a theater, that's a theater movie. movie. Yeah, the Big Sick is an amazing movie. I saw that later on uh, on streaming, but like, um, yeah, for a theater, good popcorn movie, so perfect. Mm-hmm. Totally so, agree. Yeah, that's my number five. I love it. Well, Mia, okay. what do you have for your number five? Um, my number five is Hot Fuzz. Damn oh, it! Nice. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. I didn't mean to make that. That's okay. <laughs> um, God, damn so. It. The movies of that of that, <laughs> that era de- decade just, just hold on one second. Let me. So, there so was that, I can make that sure. trilogy with Simon Pegg. Yeah. The the, yeah. the 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 from like stopping at about 2015. I was actually mm-hmm. not about the humor between 2000 and 2015. That's fair. Really. The, the humor of uh, blank, I mean, if we if we could be. Out. If we could be specific, more like 1995 to 2015. You were just it like, was you saw rare. the trailer for American Pie and you're like, nah, if it just yeah, like, took no, a 20 year I break. I don't like Pauly Shore and on, pretty much. There's some that stick out that are classics to me, like Rush Hour will always be funny to me. Um, I just, I am not. You missed the whole Judd Apatow years, it sounds like. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. Oh God! <laughs> Don't, there's certain types of humor that that's will fair. just that's never fair. be funny. Yeah. Um, but I can appreciate the the. I haven't seen the third movie in this mm-hmm. in the trilogy, but I can the appreciate world, the, the world's first. End. Yeah, I haven't seen that, no. but uh, I do appreciate the first two. And there's certain movies sprinkled around that era that that's also like. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh <laughs> I don't know I don't know what it is. It's there's like um I don't I don't know what to call I just call it dumb humor. Like if it's yeah. funny for the sake of being dumb, right. not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan of it. Like uh oh god, um like dumb and dumber. D- dumb and dumber, not really about it. Um, even though it is a classic, I have seen it. Did I enjoy watching it? I did. But am, am I, is it something that I, will- I seek? No. Yeah, I will say yeah. it's one of my favorites of all time. But I, I, I know it is. That. I totally yeah. get that, and I don't take offense. I just, I, I'm, I, love I, love I love you. I love you. Oh. <laughs> oh. I love all uh, of you too. So this is a, this is the, the beginning of my list is very sad, but the rest of my list is um, controversial. No, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I I only, yeah, I guess it's my no Jay. It's your turn, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. My number five. Uh, actually, it's funny because, Mia, my number five is the one of that trilogy that you haven't seen. So my number oh. five is The World's End. Yeah, um, that's fair. And I – and here, I I very much enjoy that movie. And mm-hmm. a, a little tidbit of knowledge, I think it's an interesting film because uh, Edgar Wright initially wrote it when he was in college. Mm-hmm. And he wrote it about, like, the world's best pub crawl that you could ever have. Yeah. And then he never made the movie and then he made all the other movies and he came back to that script when he was like in his late thirties mm-hmm. and he rewrote the script about 
like with the context of coming back to your hometown after you've grown up and kind of feeling like a stranger on the pub crawl that you would have loved if you were younger. And, and the, but it has a great, like there's aliens in it for whatever reason. And like, it is, it turns into a weird, like sci-fi thriller, but essentially the sci-fi thriller is a big allegory for feeling like an alien in your hometown. Yeah. Once you've grown beyond what you were when you were a teenager and all the performance in it, like, like every performance in it from top to bottom, like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, obviously great. So good. Of course, Martin Freeman is in it. So you get a great Love him. Martin Freeman performance. He's in the whole film, not just a cameo, like in hot fuzz. He's I was going like, to say, the whole yeah. thing. So like, it's just a great ensemble performance and it's funny, but it's the darkest of the Coronado uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's good. It's a good film and I highly recommend it. So it's, that's why it's my number five. I like that. I like okay. that number five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I appreciate that trilogy as a whole. Not every movie from Same. that trilogy will make my list, but I'm just saying. Um, my, speaking of my number four, um, probably also another controversial pick, but just given the criteria that I went off of, off of, which is like, is this an Edgar Wright movie? And like, also mm-hmm. just seeing where he's going as a director, because you're allowed to evolve and change. I mean, we we mm-hmm. love that here. We stand that. Uh, but anyway, my number four is Last Night in Soho. That is also my number four. What? Shut up. Fuck. That is also my number, but, uh, and Courtney, and I'll let you go first, but that is essentially my reason for it being low on the list is while right. I think it may be one of the most technically superior movies yes. he's made, it doesn't necessarily feel like an Edgar Wright, right. quote unquote, air Correct. quotes, movie as much as some of the others do. But Courtney, right. it was your, it was your number four before it was mine. You go. I, I chose that. I, I think that like, I can see him like evolving as a filmmaker so i can see that potential there of like hey i'm moving more towards a different style of filmmaking but still keeping certain elements like the quick edits the music right. the practical effects of course um and i think there were elements obviously that were very edgar wright like obviously the music mm. and there were certain elements of like uh the movie where it's like oh there's very quick edits but like they were used a little bit differently, not necessarily for humor, but to move the plot along, which I thought was interesting. So I, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that uh, evolution for him as a director of like taking what he knows and what he does, but like making it, re- reutilizing it in a different way as a director. Um, but in it, yeah, and God, like the, like the dance scene, like the, the oh mirror my scene. God. Oh my God. Like it was so that, brilliant. The- the mirror scenes and the the practical effects work. And I read a thing oh from God, him, yeah. uh, a thing from him and their cinematographer that said, anytime we could, we never used digital effects. So if there's yeah. a way that we could have one of them standing behind the other one at an angle where one camera couldn't see her, but the mirrors mm-hmm. could, we would do that. Like the entire dance scene where they're spinning around yes. and changing out. There's not a, there's not a camera trick in there. It's all yeah. just the girls and choreography and, and it's so, so that scene alone is just is mesmerizing it is and i think like that yeah, carries through him as his integrity as a mm. filmmaker or not to say that like have doing cgi is a lack of integrity but like for him no, like his no. own personal like code of conduct for how he makes movies i think that is has held through in all of his movies so i like seeing that evolution for him 
But I think for me personally with Lost Night in Soho, I don't really know how the ending landed for me. Where it was okay. a very fun first and second act, third act, I don't really know. I okay. Okay, I actually had that question for both of you specifically with that okay. movie because I yeah. know you've both seen it. Is I was going to ask, and and listeners, spoiler alert for the end of Last Night in Soho. Um, so if you don't want it to be spoiled, skip ahead like four or five minutes. But in you guys' opinion, and me, if this ruins where it is on your list, uh, you don't have to answer, I guess, in yeah. full transparency, but. How did you think the ending? Because the ending for me, what like save us? Like all of these men that were yeah. victims of the yeah. woman, and she didn't save them. Thank God. But thank goodness. It also, yeah. it it also was kind of muddy with what it was doing with Anya Taylor Joy's character and her motivations and what yeah. it said about uh, abuse and mm -hmm. victims of it. And I was, I just, and I just don't know. If yeah. it landed, I was it was very, in my opinion, muddy on what it was. The themes that it had been portraying the whole movie. Yeah. I don't know if it really gonged those home as much as I, it thinks it did. I agree. But I don't know. I I guess I'm not. I'm not. I don't live the there. demographic. Yeah. I I, yeah, I, I don't I, live I, that. Yeah. Um. I I agree with you. Where I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then like even like I mean, he got me in the theater. Where I was like, oh, I feel pity for these men. I'm like, wait a minute, no. Like wait, they no, knew yeah. what they were doing. Like so, I had to like, like step back for a second and step out of like the 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 moment. So that did take me out of the movie a little bit. Um, there was just, one moment in the movie where they're like coming through the walls and they're like, yes. save us. And in my head, I was like, if she saves them, I think I'm out. That's so, kind thank of what God was she was like, if she, yeah. no. And I was like, oh, whew, okay. Yeah, then, we're like, good. We This movie can land the plane. Right. But then they also kind of made Anya Taylor-Joy's character as an older character, which is that was actually the, that actress and the actor who played like the police guy. Like that was both of their last movies ever made before they really? passed. They both did which, really good. They were amazing. But like, I think that like um, it kind of diminished a little bit of like her like struggle as like trying Man. to become a singer and an actress. Like, but like with, with that, yeah. like save us, blah, blah, blah. And I think they could, that could have maybe been a little bit different, but then again, what the fuck do I know? I'm not directing. I, uh, I will say that old guy getting hit by that car. I felt that I was just, uh -huh. I, I, was, I was rocked out of my chair. I was like, because, Oh, and she was wrong about him too. Because you thought oh, it was fucking no. Matt Smith and it wasn't. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Mia. Do you have any so, any thoughts before? I don't want to spoil your your. Oh, you no, may no. get you I, can get to your thoughts if they're coming. Yeah, I I will I will get to. Okay, that. Okay. okay, that's good. So that I I agree, ours. but that that I but I will say I think that it is probably his most technically masterful oh, film. Beautiful, fucking um, gorgeous. Like I just it's it's the the people he surrounded himself like in the script writing side and on the cinematography side, especially and Jesus on the editing side, the editing. God, is yeah. Um, and uh, I do not know his name, but shout out to the actor who played the wannabe boyfriend. Oh, yeah. The he, whole was time. he was great. His, he was so believable. He was the yeah. guy that I was like, you are the actor in this that I believe the and most. And then he fucking gets killed. <laughs> No, no, he doesn't. doesn't he get he killed? gets stabbed, but he survives. He's in the very, right. he's in the epilogue at the like, end where I'm he's sorry. like he's like he has a cane, I think, because yeah. he got stabbed in the back. Again, but, I'm uh, I'm thinking of Halloween kills. I'm sorry, I got that confused. No, no the, everybody dies. Um, in that, but no, this they is uh, this was, I'm sorry. That 
That was good. So, uh, we we took where up, we uh, Mia. We kind of Mia. It's your number four, and then we'll yes. get back to you, uh, Courtney, for your number <clears throat> okay. three. Um, my number four is Shaun of the Dead, which is Ooh, my favorite of the trilogy. Nice. Um, it's, it is. Mm. Yes, yes. I, unfortunately, I, mean, I Pe- didn't. Even as Simon Pegg movies go, top of the heat. Yeah, Simon yeah. Pegg. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, agree. I mean, his, uh, his. I appreciate. I actually, I loved that he got into the Star Trek universe. Uh-huh. So that made me really happy because it's just like, I don't, I think he's one of those people kind of like, oh God, what's his name? Oh, Rick, not Ricky Bobby. Was it Ricky Bobby? Who's the one? Who's the one? What is his name? He Will was also Ferrell? in Chicago. Nope. The other one. Oh, oh, oh uh, um, no, um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, um, in Walk Hard, Dewey Cox, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, John C. Riley. Yeah. John C. Riley. John C. Riley is so underrated a phenomenal actor in my very oh my humble opinion who He's doesn't get enough yes and he could have continued to be typecast and i imagine at this point he could just pick if he wanted to mm-hmm. um to be in certain comedies but he could have continued to be type type typecast and he's busted his ass not to be and i think simon Pegg is one mm-hmm. of those people who has a lot of potential to be spectacular in the right hands um, and not always be typecast in comedies. Mind you, he's great in them, just like John C. Yeah. Riley is great yeah. in all of all of the comedies that he's in. Uh, but I just, I truly love seeing Simon Pegg in, in other things outside yeah. of that. But I mm-hmm. am happy that my introduction to him was uh, specifically Shaun of the Dead. I saw Shaun of the Dead before I saw uh, Hot Fuzz. But I, yeah. I, I enjoyed them both. Truly, it's one. Two two movies within that era that I genuinely enjoyed then, and I'm really happy what I could put in this uh, list. Simon so Pegg, like that whole. If you don't watch anything else in that movie, the whole movie is made worth it by Simon Pegg's continued monologue of the plan. Oh, like, yes. okay, we're gonna go yeah. get there, we're gonna go there, we're gonna go get my mom, and then we're gonna go to the bar. It's like, well, what about this? Okay, we're, we're gonna go to my gonna house. Do- we're gonna pick up the thing. We're gonna go get it. We're gonna go here. We're gonna. But, but what about? But what this? about? Okay, we're gonna go here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's just. It's, it's so comedic. good. It's so good, and it's the, the delivery, the writing, mm-hmm. just all of it, perfect. Yeah, it's such a perfect yes. way to do exposition in a movie. I think, mm-hmm. from what I've understood mm-hmm. from like Studio Binder and yep. like Screencraft and all those websites of like. Here's how we do it in an entertaining way to let pe- the audience know where we're going, but like they don't know that we're just like telling them where we're going, right. um, which is a good segue into my number three, which is also Shaun of the Dead. Yay! Oh, nice. oh my god! Like the premier uh, zombie movie, one of them in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I had the privilege of seeing this obviously like when most Edgar Wright movies came out, like for me, like in. Like they came, mostly came out in like elementary, middle school, but I saw them in high school and college. Generally, uh, I saw Shaun of the Dead in college, loved it. Then I got had the mm-hmm. lovely privilege of seeing it over the summer at the Belcourt Theater on the big screen. Oh um, man! Oh my god! And like seeing like the with everyone in the audience ready, like with like seeing Queen ready to do the whole. Yeah, like, yeah. It was such a beautiful communal experience for us, um, for all of us. And so that was a beautiful thing that I didn't get. I didn't get to have when it originally came out. And I don't even know like how it was released originally, like maybe like a small release or whatever, but um, Shaun of the Dead is my number three in that trilogy. It, it is up there for me. Um, yeah. It definitely made the list. And 
again, like I, I love a good like satirical movie, especially with zombies. I think is very funny. Yes. It was very yes. like it was like right before Walking Dead, all of that before the like right on the it was of, it, it yes. was. It, I want to. I always have to keep we we as a film lovers community have to keep reminding people that it wasn't just a bandwagon zombie movie. No, like, no. Edgar Wright made a zombie movie before people realized that we liked them again. Yeah. And, oh, like it was around the Day of the Dead. Like um, you had Day of uh, the Dead. Yeah. What uh, whatever his name is, Zach, Dawn of the uh, Dead. Zach. Dawn Zach of the Snyder. Dead. Yeah. Zach Snyder's Dawn of the Dead and Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead around yeah. the same time which was hilarious but yes. yes i uh i we always need to remind people of that that it wasn't a bandwagon movie no it was, it was. a it was a trailblazer movie and i yes. think in, in a sense like with with the movies like that and like kind of how it came before the big uh bandwagon i think in some ways mm-hmm. like maybe westerns it, it could be equ- equated to like how westerns are where it's like westerns don't fully go out of style obviously we had that new movie right. with um Oh my God! Uh, uh, he well, we actually, it now, but yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of movies like that we are kind of coming back around. This year we've got Power of the Dog and then Harder They Fall. Harder, Harder they, they Fall. fall. What I'm thinking of that's exactly that's what I'm the one. We had two oh this God. year, and both of them are up for a handful of awards this year. Yeah, uh, Harder They Fall. Be. Oh, Harder I mean, with so the, the reggae music and the western, like oh, it's so <laughs> fucking cool. It's so oh. fucking cool. Um, but I think in zombie movies and like if you if, if you want to keep that genre going or like zombie vampire whatever mm-hmm. the classic horror I think being kind Jonathan of a visionary Majors. Jonathan Majors oh my god that's god that whole, by the way that whole cast like Idris Elba Jonathan Majors yes. um, oh, still perfect crap. oh um, my god I'm forgetting oh the here other I got you name that yeah. I uh, very much uh, uh, Idris Elba had a Lakeith, good year Lakeith Lakeith Stanfield yeah yep. Regina King. I think, Regina King, uh, God bless her. God, La- you know? Lakeith Stanfield. I'm just gonna predict this now is going to have a hell of a career. Like he is yeah. going to go on to do oh some God, amazing yes. freaking things in, in the he next is. couple of years. That's just my prediction. And like um, Idris Elba, between the Suicide Squad and the Harder They Fall, like he had a yep. really good. I mean, he always has consistently very good years. I don't mean to say yep. that. It's like he has, had and a I bet he has year. some great DJ sets too. I'm sure in between that, but um. Anyway, so Shaun of the Dead is my number three. Yeah. And um, I think that if you want to keep with that genre or with any kind of a genre movie, I think just you can. It's never going to go yeah. out of style. I just don't. I yeah, agree. that's you my have opinion. To do it. All right. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking over his, his stuff and I'm like, what an eclectic yeah. human. I would love to meet him. Um, oh, it'll happen. Oh. We're manifesting it. All right, you're number three. I'm manifesting Mia. so much about us meeting celebs, Courtney. Yeah. Oh, I'm manifesting Damn. so much. Timothy uh, Chalamet. Timothy, sorry. That's number one on, on the list there. Um, okay, so my number three. Now, see, I, after you two listing, listing some of the movies that are up in, in my number threes, I'm really worried about where your number ones are going to be. But it is okay. Go. I think we're we going to be them. we're going to be all over the map. I can tell you this yeah, now. I'm willing to bet we, we have the same number one. I'm just saying that right now. I guarantee okay. you, we do not. <laughs> okay. 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 See? Oh, me yeah. playing her man. Sorry. Um, my number three is Scott Pilgrim versus the Fuck, World. Fuck, we don't have the same. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Courtney I'm, just, no, I've Courtney just played conclusion. her hand. I just, I just come to this conclusion that yeah. 
I enjoy Edgar Wright when he's his least self, minus this movie. I think okay, this movie yeah. is the most Edgar Wright movie, but my one and two are arguably his least. And and that says a lot about me and my experience with him. Mm-hmm. But I'm but it also makes me more excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah. And yeah. I gotta say, Scott Pilgrim versus the world is truly a masterpiece. If I didn't mm-hmm. love the other two more, I would be sharing that number one. I promise you. Yeah. It would have been a thing. I just happen I, to truly yeah. enjoy my one and two more. I get it. Yeah. I get it. That's damn. That's a good movie. I, I love you, Courtney. Man, I'm sorry. Don't okay. worry. We'll I didn't be, mean to we'll share. Be, we'll be talking about it. And Please people have forgotten by the time we get there. Oh, it's fine. My number three uh, is one that's already been named. My number three is Hot Fuzz, number the God second movie in oh. the Coronado trilogy. Damn. Here's the thing: I Hot Fuzz, I think, is the funniest of all mm-hmm. three of them. Yeah, I think it I is it is Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost at their collective funniest. Uh-huh. Uh, and man, it is it is Nick. Uh, I mean, Simon Pegg having a blast playing an overzealous yeah. cop. Yes. And I love one of the things that I love about all of the the trilogy of those movies is that it starts off with usually a simple premise and then spirals into something beyond crazy. Um, which I so appreciate. Like uh, the show, regular show on Cartoon yeah. Network was one of yeah. my favorites, and it did did that regularly. That was its method. Um, and these movies do that. And Hot Fuzz is no exception. He moves mm-hmm. that little town. It's just an overzealous cop out of his. It's a fish out of water story, but mm-hmm. then it spirals into the cults and the murders and the everything, and it's so good. Um, I I enjoy my one and two more. Um, yeah. But Hot Fuzz, I think, is the where uh, Last Night in Soho, my number four, I think, is his technical best. Mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz, I think, is his funniest, his um, comedic okay. best. Okay, his comedic best. So, and that, so that leads us to two and one. So we're going to be all over the map. This is going <sighs> yeah, to be to share. I thought so. it was going to be kind of locked and loaded. Honestly, that's all. Nope, I was like, that's, we got this. It's but... never. It's never for certain here on High Five Cole on okay, the podcast. No. We we might be. Who knows where we might be. I God. gotta tell you, Courtney. One of the, one of the times that it was uh, QJ and I, we mm-hmm. were doing a a Christmas or a I think it was a Christmas day. Oh yeah, our top five favorite <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, I thought for sure we were gonna share number one for yeah. sure. I thought we were gonna share it, and we announced it all at the same time. And, and I literally said, what? Because I know was, I'm was not the same. So I have been where you are right now. Yeah. Specifically because they were they Sometimes you know they've been doing it for so long. Same. Yeah, I hate oh, that man. I never the same. Also, I just hope that you cut that out because I hate that I revealed my hand to some degree. Um, oh, it's fine. We'll tell we'll tell him to edit it. Please, ed- um, Drew. Hey, Drew. I'm just talking to you right now, buddy. Hey, buddy. Can you cut that out, please? I, I love know. you. Oh, I cannot wait to see your special. Thank you. Um, my number two um, is I, I've made such a fuss about it. It is Hot Fuzz. It's you made a hot two. fuss about Hot Fuzz. I did. Oh what my god, I love that movie. That was when I just rewatched it's because so I remember funny. it's so funny. And I remember watching it in college, trying to like be a cool person. But then I was like, oh, no, this movie is fucking awesome. And I was like 1920 when I when I watched it. Um, and 
Uh, that was the one I hadn't rewatched out of all of them, like recently. Yeah. That like, well, I was like, I need to really re- rewatch that before I make an honest assessment. And God, it holds up. It's so good. This the jokes. It's very like, yeah. like the humor and like just like the action. It was just like, I know Shaun of the Dead was the first one in that, and of course a lot mm-hmm. of people love that, obviously. But I think Hot Fuzz really encapsulates like what they were trying to do with that trilogy. Like you know, it's like um, with any auteur, right before they fully fully figure out their their vibe yeah. the movie right before that is usually their best in my opinion you know hot so. hot fuzz is definitely a sequel movie like you can it tell is. it is edgar wright figuring out what worked with Shaun of the dead mm-hmm. and sort of doubling down mm-hmm. honing tweaking expanding pushing it you can you can watch him do it and it's fun it's fun to see it's an auteur movie that you do like, fully thoroughly enjoy watching Oh, it's so yes. good. And that's like, you know, like like I said, a lot of our chores and a lot of mm-hmm. musicians too, I think fall, like I said, fall in that category of like right before they figure out what works for them, that mm-hmm. that thing, that project right before it is just so fucking good. Like, yeah, um, there's an authenticity well, in it. There is. Yeah. Like, again, Wes Anderson, the Royal Tenenbaums. Um, yep. I believe Boogie Nights for Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously uh, 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 Hot Fuzz for Edgar yep. Wright. You know, a lot of musicians kind of fall in that same category, too. Um, it's just like, oh, it's beautiful. Like, what they're like, oh, I think I know where I need to head, and I'm going to work on that. And then it happens, and it's it's lightning, lightning in a bottle. So, for me, that is lightning in a bottle. It's like when, uh, it's like when uh, Radiohead released Kid A and Amnesiac in the same year. Oh, my God. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So I get it. Anyway, we can nerd out about music at a later date. Um, we gotta do Mia, it. Yeah, we need your number two. Oh, God. My number two is Baby Driver. Nice. Uh, you love it. Like I said, I expected it to be high on. I expected it to be high on both of you lists, more higher than it was on mine. Damn. I- yeah. Love, love that movie. I love, love that movie. It was actually number one for a long time yeah. before mm-hmm. I switched it out with my number one. Yeah. Yeah, that was the Damn. I the first the first and second act are impeccable. And I don't yeah. I barely remember the third act. Um That's a problem. I, I have that problem too. I remember with his movies. That, with his movies, yeah. I remember that Jamie Foxx dies horribly. He does. Yes. That's he what does. I remember. Is he gets <laughs> impaled yeah. in the face or something. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's gone, gone. But like, um, yeah. it's so for me, I'm. I think we're all music people, but mm-hmm. I'm very much a cadence person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the rhythm and cadence of the of the introduction in the movie. Oh. That's probably more of why it's number two than anything else because I so, just uh, tell you that first twenty five minutes it it is gold it is it is perfect the perfect movie. I don't know what what happened to him afterwards like what life problem he was going through and you <laughs> yeah. know whatever but the that the first act specifically yeah. uh really really got me and I actually really love Ansel Elgort. Um, okay, fair. That's I, fair. No, I, I get it. Yeah, I just love his suaveness. His did you suaveness. see West? Did you fair. see West Side Story? Absolutely, yet? the I, fuck not. I I have not. Okay. No, I don't plan. Nor to see will it. I. Well, and that's fine. That's why I was asking. But he, you know, he's yeah. the lead in that. So I didn't he know is. I wanted. That, I didn't I wanted, know how that balanced. So I wanted, but as a specifically Toby, hey. Puerto Rican woman, 
and them not casting a Puerto Rican woman lead. I was like, totally fair. I, su I, get I support it. that a hundred percent. That's why I wanted to yeah. ask. There's been a lot of I movies where I felt that too, I, as an Asian woman, I get it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do love him. I do love the movie. I do love, I love the ear thing. I loved, I loved him with Lily. I there was a lot oh my to love God. for me. B A B Y baby. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. There's this sweetness, <laughs> and again, Edgar Wright knows how to use music throughout his yeah. films. He knows how to rap that. Um, that actually, that will segue well into my number two, because uh, nice. and it will probably surprise you. My number two is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. <sighs> God doesn't surprise man. me at all. And so, Courtney, sorry to, to bother you, to bum you out there. It, this, it, my, my one, two, and three kind of all bounced around. Like mm -hmm. Hot Fuzz was two at one point. Yeah. And Sean of, uh, I mean, and Scott Pilgrim was one. Um, Hot Fuzz yeah. landed number three. Sean, it, here's the thing Scott Pilgrim is a movie that I, I think you either love it or you like it a lot or you hate it. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot of people in the middle, even in my house. This house is a house divided. Um, I adore <laughs> it. And Amanda does not. And I I know people at Damn. work, I have friends at work who have like loaned the DVD to them. Like, you're going to adore this. And they oh, get yeah. back and they're like, I kind of hated watching this. And I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. And I, I, I personally is just like, I guess if, if the aesthetic isn't for you, it is a lot of the it aesthetic. Is. It's a yeah, comic book. It's a comic book breathes the world. Yes. It is truly now, a comic book adaptation where yeah. you don't see that mm -hmm. in a lot of comic book adaptations, but he really took that yeah. to heart. So, yeah. And I think and I think both of you have said it in different ways in your descriptions of his movies, but this one in my opinion, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World is the most Edgar Wright T Edgar mm -hmm. Wright movie. Um, agree and i get i can totally see it being too much for some people personally for me when i went into the movie i was wanting the experience of wanting of watching like a real life comic book and yeah. i think he has actually nailed that better than anyone else who's trying outside agree. of like maybe I agree. Um, like the whole telling people not to blink yeah yes Mm -hmm. And like the, the sound effects, people turning into coins. Um, yeah, it's just there every, I mean, and you kind of said it's a masterpiece. I think both of his one and two and my, on my list are masterpieces and they mm. both fluctuated. Um, but yeah, Scott Pilgrim okay. versus the world is again, I think uh, where last night in Soho is his finesse technical best. Yeah. Uh, Hot fuzz is his comedic best. Mm -hmm. I think Scott Pilgrim is his Edgar Wrightiest Edgar Wright film. Yeah, um, his essence, and it is his essence. Yeah, and I, 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 I love it. I do. I just, I love it. It's so hard to choose between the one and two. So, well, I, it's all going to be different. I mean, we can segue Courtney into you because I. Think well, you, you need fucking to talk know this. what my number one is. <laughs> Come on, it is Scott Pilgrim of course we do. the world. I did wrestle slightly with that between that and Hot Fuzz. Honestly, I'm not mm -hmm. gonna lie. Uh, but as far as like nostalgia factor, again, Scott Pilgrim, big movie for me in high school, big movie for movie for me in college. Um, I actually had a car ride with another comic uh, to a show we had in, out of town. We talked about Scott Pilgrim and Edgar Wright in depth, um, and just like unprompted, without talking about the podcast coming up, and mm -hmm. just like how no shot is wasted in this movie it yes. feels like you are it, it is like it's an editor's nightmare and an editor's dream where i mm. think it is just so 
cohesive in like what he's trying to do. And again, aside from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, this was the most comic booky movie mm-hmm. adaptation, in my opinion. Um, the cast was perfect. You had so many up and comers like Kiernan Culkin, Chris thing. Evans. Anna Kendrick, like so many, Brie Larson, so many. Brandon, Ru- Brandon Ruth. Aubrey Plaza. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. And, and of course, Michael Sarah, And like just so many like great actors who were like. Everyone's impeccably cast too. They're just still perfect. Yes. And they're just like, again, on the precipice of, of greatness and fame. And that's mm-hmm. like the movie that like almost got them there. Um, I just, yeah, I, I, I have so many good memories associated with that, with like being like a young person yep. watching that movie and being like, this is the cool movie that we all like. And then like watching Bread it. Makes you fat? it. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Also, so I want to say real, real quick that you were pointing out about uh, Courtney that they were on the precipice of mm-hmm. of their greatness. Yeah, I think this movie brought them to the precipice of pub- public. Yeah, great. Like they achieved that public that. notoriety. Most yeah. of them, uh, mm-hmm. or at least this was the movie that brought them to like bringing them towards the forefront, if not at the forefront. Right. Um, so maybe it wasn't what put them to complete stardom. But I, I fully I fully agree with you on that. Yeah, like I mean Michael Sarah, you had a rest of development and then like then Scott Pilgrim and then he got all these other indie movies like uh Juno, Nick and Norris, Infinite right. Playlist, you know, whatever. Um and then same with like And it allowed him yeah. to be like full on Michael Sarah before that became necessarily an overplayed thing. A thing. Yeah, so. and like, it le- allowed him to be like a, a leading man in that space. And I think like that along with like getting Aubrey Plaza, like some some notoriety mm-hmm. before Parks and Rec, you know, Anna Kendrick, of course, was always amazing, but like getting her, like uh, getting so many That's people fantastic. in that space, like uh, again, like, like having in there, Brie Larson, Kieran Culkin, like having that on their resume, I'm sure definitely helped them. Like, oh, you're in Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. oh great, yeah, like that we're gonna like oh, definitely Jason, consider uh, you. We, we forgot Jason Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman again, another crossover of my love of Wes Anderson. Like he, yeah, that was exactly. one of his like. Or like earlier roles that he wasn't working with Wes Anderson on that I appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, and I appreciate him branching out and like not just relying on being a Coppola or yeah. <laughs> Wes Anderson. I'm just saying. Or in Phantom Planet. A Phantom drummer. Planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that too. Um, so, I, I mean, that movie just gave so many like really amazing yeah. artists like a chance to like be like full like shine and so um i and i got on top of just like loving that movie and having so many memories with that that is why it is my number one i love it it's beautiful it's a masterpiece well mia we're 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 at the top of your list now too now i'm Um, wondering what my number one is (laughs) yeah i'm very curious now um i think uh okay so my number one is last night in Soho. Hell yeah. The reason why this would shock most of my people is that I don't do scary movies. Right. That's what I was going to say. I didn't think you did. Ever. No. And I loved it. And I saw it in theaters and it was, it was me, the person I went with. And I think like maybe two others in the theater uh, Mm -hmm. because we saw it over, over Thanksgiving weekend. Mm -hmm. So there weren't exactly a lot of people uh, there at, and, and at the time that we went Love either it. it was later um and i didn't even have nightmares i wasn't even scared to go to bed nice. that's how much i love the movie which which is saying a lot because even the movie uh, yeah, that, that i imagine uh, especially for uj who is so so 
loving of the mm. horror genre mm. that I don't imagine to you this would even necessarily be remotely scary. But no. for me, you know, a was, movie like this he, would be so scary. He knew the genre. I love that he adored the genre so much. It yeah. was a spooky. It was a spooky, spooky movie. It was uh, a, a thriller. Yeah. It had a thriller, thriller. element to it. Thriller. For me. Very then, like, suspenseful. Anya Taylor Joy and Thomasin McKenzie were oh, just so out of this out of this world good. They were. It. They were. Yep. Like I, I honestly thought going into it, I was like, oh, I'm gonna really love Matt Smith. But I was like, no, like I really love I was disgusted and that was great. I should by him. I normally am not disgusted by anything he does. So he's such an incredible villain actor. He, yeah, he's such a good villain because he's been in a couple other villain roles as well outside of Doctor. I mean, after Doctor I Who, think I think he's done some other villain roles. Doctor Who actors playing such an incredibly good character. David Tennant, the best David, villains. Yeah, David Tennant's a good example. And then uh, David uh, Tennant and Matt Smith. And then who was he, the first? Guys. The first Doctor for the reboot. He was the villain in Thor. What's his name? Oh, that's right. You know, he was a villain in uh, Thor. You know what I'm talking about? He was a he was I do, number I, nine. I can't remember the I can't remember the name, but I, do I can't I can't remember either. He's, but you're right. You're bad. right. Yeah, yeah. So they're all. I think just having that like emotional capacity and like being mm -hmm. able to kind of dance around that line. Yep. So like anyway, sorry. I'm there was over your no no. Point. You're fine. You're fine. There was one last thing that I wanted to make mention of that mm -hmm. I was biting my tongue on when you guys were discussing earlier. Yes, yes. Um, I am. Yeah. I am definitely. If it's your number one, I yeah. want you to to talk about. Thank, thank the you. Um, the I think as a man trying to touch base on an intrinsic intrinsically feminine experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I am I as a female am proud of him as a male doing that. I yeah. think he did a great job considering what he had in front of him. I think the reason why it was muddy towards the end is because he doesn't have those same experiences. I think oh. he did as good as he possibly could. I think he tried his hardest. I mm -hmm. loved it because of the effort. I didn't feel like we were slighted or anyone who has been in uh, abusive situations of any kind were slighted mm -hmm. in right. this movie. I think yeah. he had a great respect for it. But what was missing was that that factor of having yeah. either yeah. experienced it or just yeah. being female. Um, there was some but, thread that, that I guess he just he wasn't able to tighten in a way that no. needed that that touch. But and yeah. I know he had female co writer or a female co writer like help mm -hmm. him kind of massage bits of it. But I think I Absolutely. think you're probably right. There is some sort of connection there that just wasn't quite as strong as it needed to be. But I'm yeah, I I, I am so thrilled that a horror movie is your number one. It makes me I love it. Yeah. Flush. I love it. Makes oh my gosh, I would watch it again. I would watch it again. If someone else was watching it for the first time, right. I would not watch right. it again oh, because sure. I want to watch it again. Yeah, yeah no, sure, I, sure. I mean, watching any, any Edgar Wright movie with someone for the first time is such a fucking treat. Oh, so it's such great. a beautiful, it's it's beautiful. But yeah. Jay, what is your number one? I, I mean, it's no, it's no surprise at this point. My number one is Shaun of the Dead. Yes, I, I just think yes, it's a queen. flat out. I think it's a flat out masterpiece. It um, is. 
it is. Uh, we've talked a lot about it already. We've talked a lot about the montage. I think that it is. Uh, I've kind of listed all the, you know, the his funniest, his most Edgar Wrightiest. Yes. I think this is just flat out the best movie he's made. I think like, it has the it balances yes. the humor, the Edgar Wrightiness, mm-hmm. the well written script, the the yeah. uh, layers of so like life illusion on top of a genre piece, on mm-hmm. top of funny editing, on top of explosions of gore. Um, yeah, it just it sort oh. of speaks to yeah. everything that is in my heart. And it is it's where I first noticed the brilliance of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost together. Oh, for sure. The music scene of them like throwing the having a good time, time. having a good time. Yes. Oh, and the um, and then I these the shot that the shots, two shots that mm-hmm. just solidify for me how good that everyone in that whole cast is and everyone involved in that movie is, is that the two shots of Simon Pegg walking to work, the normal oh one, oh and then God, the one yes. where everyone is sort of zombieing in the background. And just and like the callbacks to it. Yes. It, it's, it's just, it's so perfectly timed. It's perfectly shot. It's perfectly conceived. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, I think it's a masterpiece, and it's it came out before the zombie craze. And mm-hmm. what's okay? What's another thing that I think is crazy, crazy awesome about it is that zombies initially were created by Romero in the '60s as a social allegory for other things, yeah. and then it became a genre. And then Edgar Wright got it and found a way to revitalize it as an allegory for something else, and yeah. still make it work. Yeah. And that to me is masterful. That is a master at work. And I just yeah. don't, I think that you, while he may be, well, Last Night in Soho may be technically better, like mm-hmm. more just directing is better. Um, Hot Fuzz may be funnier. The- and mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim versus the world may be the most auteur esque he has. Yeah. I just, I think Shot of the Dead brings it all together the best. And honestly, it's one that I want. I've seen that movie probably eight or nine times. And oh, I yeah. Plan on watching it's it the, many, the, many more. So the watchability of that is, yeah. Um, That's an easy, it's an easy watch. It is an easy yeah. watch. It's so fun. It's easy to follow. It's like, like that scene of where they're jumping over the fences. Like, I mean, just uh-huh. even like watching, like I watched the behind the scenes of like how they time that out. And it's so amazing. Like just like or the when they're, yeah. the random scene of them coming across the other survivors that are the exact copies of them. But it's yes. just a bunch of their friend British actors. That Yes. It's just it's so quality. I, and funny and so silly. If I may share with the high five group uh, or the Please. listeners is that I, I am obviously I do stand up and do like improv and stuff, but I'm trying to yes. move more towards yes. making. Yes. And my, my special will be coming out on the project nerd TV, but like I'm moving more towards like trying to do scripted stuff and like figuring out my style and Edgar Wright is a big influence. I'm just like taking different genres and layering them over each other. And so Hopefully one day we'll see something that I make. Uh, I'm putting that out there into the universe. I know I'm being vulnerable. It may never happen, but I just want to share that with our listeners that I would like very much Wright to. would love it. I'll act Edgar for Wright. you. What? I'll act for you. Oh, thank God. Because I, I want to direct and write. I don't want to act in anything. I just want see, to, there I'll, you I'll, go. I'll do it. Thank God. Because I, yeah, so <laughs> perfect. We got it. We got our leading we actress. 
I got a script that I'm working on, a couple of pilots that I'm working on. So like, and see, I, I, and, and yeah. Mia will do it. Thank I will. God. I'm getting a, a full time uh, job here, and one of the one of the goals is actually to take the money that I'm making for my full time job and pay for acting classes. Yes, hey, girl. Yes, awesome. Queen. Do no, it. I love that. Once we'll get you, we'll was... create some stuff for you to be in, man. Yes, I, I, I already have thoughts and ideas and stuff, and so like things that I'm Ooh. like, oh, I've only had an actor who could convey my writing or my directing, uh, and uh. like, and there's so many people that can do that because I'm like, I don't want to act in it, and I don't have the range to, to do what I want to do. So, <laughs> anywho, I'm just putting that out there into the universe <laughs> for all of our PN, uh, our for our PN TV slash uh, High Five universe. It's gonna happen. It's gonna but happen. speaking, speaking of that synergy, Mia, how do yes. we make sense of these lists? Um, I think I did a pretty good job. I just nice. want to know okay. how you guys want to fight for number one. Okay. All right. We'll read um, what you've got. Let's yeah. hear it out. And then let's see what we can figure out together. Currently, I have Scott Pilgrim versus the world at number one because it was your number one, Courtney, and your mm -hmm. number two. Um, and, and my, like, we, it was on all of our, on of our, all of our lists. Yeah. And then I put Shaun of the Dead as number two, mm -hmm. uh, because it was on all of our lists, right. but it was your number one. Mm -hmm. So I, I just felt like that, that yep, also fair. made sense. Uh, put Hot Fuzz at number three, because it was mm -hmm. your number yep. three, your number two, my number five. Mm -hmm. Uh, so three seemed like the right balance. Uh, last night in Soho was four. Mm -hmm. It was both of your mm -hmm. number fours, despite my being my number one. But the balance was so much better for the others that it just made sense to put them before that. Yeah. And then uh, oh. Baby Driver because it was uh, on two lists. I agree. I, that's what I. That's what I yeah. I, I'm totally. I think that is yeah. the I'm list. I, I don't think we have yeah. to fight at all. So no, that's we can perfect. Read it back for the for sure. The sure. Out there. Okay. Read it back with confidence, with gusto. <clears throat> the high five top five Edgar Wright films are at number five, Baby Driver. Mm. At number four, Last Night in Soho. Yes. At number three, Hot Fuzz. At mm, number yeah. two, John of the Dead. Mm -hmm. And at number one, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Woo! You can't go wrong there. <laughs> You'll only go right. With that list. W R I G H T. <gasps> That's exactly, the title exactly. of this episode. You only, only go, go right. right. I love only it. Two right. right, two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. I dig it. Um, I think though, to wrap this up, we're gonna play a quick game yeah. that I've created. But yes. Mia, I need a theme for the game time. <clears throat> mm. Mm. Any day now. It's game time. <laughs> Man, you got me. You the delay really got me, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if I can." I could. The, the, I I didn't have the patience. I'm probably, <laughs> I I was just so Sorry. so excited to get to game. <laughs> I'm so excited to get to the game. So here's the game that I've created, and it is called Right or Wrong. I love it. Uh. Now, obviously, right spelled W-R-I-G-H-T. And what it is, is I'm going to read you facts 
from about Edgar Wright's life from Wikipedia or other places. Oh, shit. And you're going to have to tell me if that is a fact that is correct or right, or if I'm just making it up. Okay. Ooh. So here we go. Edgar Howard Wright was born in Poole, Dorset, and grew up in Wells, Somerset, in England. I think that's that right or wrong. I mean, it's right. I think that's wrong. Oh, that is right. That is an Edgar Wright. Um, an Edgar right. Wright, right. <laughs> Here we go. At the age of 12, Wright brought a date to the 1987 movie Short Circuit, but failed to kiss her because of other boys that were there. I say that's wrong. I say that's wrong. That is wrong. Uh, the actual movie that he took her to was Mannequin. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> and the rest of that is true. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> what a story. Yeah. Uh, I, I was not, uh, I didn't have game when I was 12 or at, at 28. No, no. Yeah. But he, the, he had a game enough to take her to mannequin mannequin. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, nope. Just the regular mannequin, not the Jesus Christ one. No, no, um, not, 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 not Madame Tussauds. <laughs> here's uh here's the, uh, the next, the next, uh, the next, uh, right or wrong question. Edgar Wright attended the prestigious King's College in London. Mm, I'm going to say wrong. Uh, I'm going to say right. That is an Edgar wrong. Edgar Wright actually attended Bournemouth in the Poole College of Art and Design. I was gonna wow. say like he didn't seem like he was like a a, a prestigious nah. Ivy League dude. No me. prestigious guy in London for him. Okay, and then the final, the final oh, right suck. or wrong <laughs> is Edgar Wright's first feature film was a low budget spoof called A Fistful of Fingers. Oh, I, I'd say that's right. Oh no, I wouldn't say that's wrong. Nope, that is an Edgar Wright. <laughs> I don't know this guy at all. Sorry, I just love him. Courtney, Courtney wins officially wins right or wrong. Ding 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 ding. Courtney, I'll give you your trophy that shaped like his left foot the next time I see you. Thank God. Yeah. I he yes. The very first movie he made me after like grad school or whatever was a western spoof that he wrote called A Fistful of Fingers. It's wow. yeah, yeah. God bless him. So, oh, that was amazing. I had so much fun with you both today, and okay. I had so much fun talking Edgar Wright. If everyone listening had fun listening to us talk about Edgar Wright, mm. please, please subscribe to the show. Uh, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, whatever you're doing, if you're on Spotify, go drop us a five star rating. Give us a rating. Tell your friends about it. It's it helps the show get out there. It helps with listens. But more than that, just subscribe and keep telling us your favorite top five movies of the things that we're talking about. Uh, if you haven't been to project-nerd.com and seen all the other content that we have over there, please do. And if you don't already have uh, Project Nerd TV downloaded, get ready because it's coming in 2022 and you need mm -hmm. to download it. 
man, we have a lot of fun episodes coming. So you need to ba- make sure to listen to high five Cole on the podcast. And uh, I'll tell you, we just love talking movies with you guys. So follow us on social, tell us your top favorite list, tell us topics that you want us to cover. And until the next time, we're your three best friends, your three best movie friends. I'm Jay. I'm Courtney. And I'm Mia. Bye five. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at my5 at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash highfivethepodcast. On Twitter at Hi, the number five, the podcast, Instagram at High Five the Podcast, or on Letterboxd by searching High Five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Farting your skeleton out of your body? <laughs> Maybe. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.